Dundalk seem to be invincible in the league so far, with the big four stretching their lead from the rest of the bunch. This is the League of Ireland Goalmout Show. I'm Dave O'Grady. To get involved, just follow the hashtag LOI on Twitter. I'll be looking at all the major talking points in the League of Ireland with Goal Ireland's Ronan Murphy. But first, it's time for our very special guest. From the SPL to the MLS, the UEFA Cup and the Europa League, Tam McManus boasts a huge amount of experience, which no doubt has been a great boost for Limerick this season. We're delighted to have him on the show tonight. Tam, you got yourself a goal the other night in your big win over Drogheda. You said after the game that you finally feel 100% fit again. I guess a great result for you yourself to kick on from this season. Yeah, um, obviously to go to Drogheda, a hard place to go at the best of times. Uh, we went up there and managed to get a great victory, 4-1. Uh, we could have got ourselves a few more goals at the end of the day, but you know, we'll take the win after beating St. Pat's the week before. Uh, confidence in the dressing room and the camp is very high so uh, we're delighted with the way we've been playing recently we've been unlucky just before prior to that with Cork City game Dundalk Sligo you know we played well in those games and didn't take anything from them so we're glad that we're getting the results It's quite remarkable, Tam, that any League of Ireland team that seems to go on a little bit of run of games, they get a bit of confidence and they really kind of shoot up the table and you guys as well have done that. Do you think this is your time now and do you put the team's performance down to maybe the stage that it is and you guys are kind of finally gelling whereas maybe earlier in this season there was a couple of, as you said, a couple of tough games and you were playing some teams at the wrong time but now it seems like there's a lot more confidence in this Limerick Side. Yeah, I mean, the start of the season also with quite a few players injured and a few few players uh, a bit away from full fitness. You know, we've got a full squad now, basically full, fully fit. So, as I said, we've had a hard schedule. We played the top three teams uh, all in a week uh, at home. So, you know, we're now getting into a stage where we're starting to play teams round about us, Trotters, UCD, Bohemians, uh, Bray, teams like that who are all round about us. So, that's, that's the chance for us now to go get ourselves a few wins. And as you said, you know, two or three wins in a row in this league and shoot shit up the table. It's very tight. Uh, the bottom six, seven is very tight. There's only a few points separating them. So, as I said, look, you know, we're probably to push up the table now. Yeah, it's very exciting indeed. You guys are at home. You're at home to UCD, a team that a lot of you know when you're at home, you would probably hope to get three points from. But I suppose it's always dangerous being a little bit complacent as that. I mean, we were all watching UCD the other night, uh, giving Dundalk a little bit of a scare, and you guys will be no doubt well aware of what they can do. Yeah, we played UCD away from home. Uh, we scored in the last minute to get a 1-1 draw. You know, so we know they're a decent side. They've got plenty of legs and a team and energy and they've got a lot of young boys who are all hungry to progress in the game. So there's no, as I said, there's no easy games in this league. Uh, we have to give everybody respect. And if we do that and play with capabilities, then we're, we're capable of getting the three points off of any team in the league. But if we don't apply ourselves and go out and think it's going to be easy, then that's where we're going to get beat or, or draw. You know, we're not good enough to go out and just go through the motions. Uh, we've got to be at it every week and all the players have got to be at it to get three points because we know it's going to be a tough game against UCD. It will indeed. You guys are in a solid sixth place in the table uh, on 17 points drawn with Bray Wanderers with Sligo slightly above you and then there's a little bit of a gap forming with the top four in the league. What were the aims this season? Were you hoping that maybe if you could just kind of break into the top lot of teams that are up there or maybe kind of rattle a few cages and, and cause a few surprises? Was that the aim early on? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're starting 11, 12 players is capable of, of beating anybody on my day. Um, just the depth of our squad at the moment uh, was probably a little bit light in, in certain areas. So 
if we can keep everybody fit, then I would fancy us to at least finish in the top six. Uh, you know, Sly, you know, Sligo's only I think three or four points ahead of us now. Um, so they've had a pretty slow start to the season. Well, they're, they're, they're definitely catchable. I think the top four are obviously going to be the top four. I don't think we're going to get into that kind of area. So, you know, fifth, sixth, you know, that's the area where I, I feel we should, we should be finishing. Um, if we keep everybody fit and keep our form up. So, um, that would be, and then obviously a good run in the cup. Uh, they play the first, first game in Bohemians on Saturday. So, and people are looking to have a good run in the cup as well. So if you can do that as well, then a bit of season for Limerick. Yeah, it'll be a very good season for Limerick indeed. If you could pick up some silverware and indeed, as you said, finish around the fifth, sixth place in the table, no doubt about that. For yourself personally, Tam, what was your aims playing for Limerick this season? Were you just ho- are you just hoping to kind of get as many games under your belt, get a couple of goals, and you know really kind of kick on? Was that the aim? And now that you're one hundred percent fit, you feel that might start to come to form? Yeah, I, mean, I came in to Limerick and I'd missed, I had missed the whole pre-season. Um, I was supposed to go back to America and the managers over in America got sacked at the last minute so I was left in a bit of limbo. You know, I was a fair bit away from fitness but the gaffer Stuart Taylor has been absolutely brilliant with me here. He's let me, he's given me time to find my feet. You know, I've come off the bench quite a lot of times and played my couple of reserve games just to keep myself, just to get myself up to speed. Um, so he's allowed me the time and been patient and hopefully I can go and repay that now uh, me going scoring goals and helping helping the team win games. So you know, my priority was always to get myself in, get myself 100% fit. And I know if I'm 100% fit, you know, I can, I've scored goals everywhere I've been in my career, so I know I can do it here as well. I've done it with Derry City in the past, so that's my aim now. I'm 100% just keep stay away from injury and hopefully I'm going to get on the goals Yeah and the move to Limerick itself you said obviously the, the manager in, in the States got the sack and it opened a door was it a case where Limerick a couple of people were you know were talking and maybe you were approached by a couple of the staff on Limerick and were you looking at Limerick thinking well they're kind of a relatively new club in the League of Ireland and there's so much excitement happening behind the scenes with their underage structures and that and you know this would be a, a solid team to go to because you be say you'd be guaranteed games and it would be good to play in such a competitive league. Is that kind of how the the move came about? Yeah, um, as I said, I've I know Stuart Taylor from a long time ago, and I had a chat with Stuart, and I, you know I, I knew the American thing was off. You know the Scottish league was only a couple of months left in the season. It wasn't much point in going to Scotland. But then I looked at obviously I played in Ireland before with Derry City, and I looked at Ireland, and, I, and the first person I obviously rang was Stuart. You know he was looking for a striker as well. So as I said, it all came about from that. As you see, behind the scenes here, they're, they're really building. Um, Pat Sullivan has been fantastic for the club. He's he's come in, he's, he's he's put a lot of money into the club. He's building a training base out in Brough. Uh, as you see, the young, the, the underage teams are all doing well. They've got a very good youth set up, you know, and I can go and lend my experience to that and help all the younger kids come through as well. So it was, I said, the whole package itself was was very exciting for me, and I, and I couldn't wait to go over here. And you know, I've not been disappointed. Uh, the club's very well run and. Uh, I said this I've not had a minute's bother since I've got here so I'm, I'm very very glad to be here and playing for sure and you must have gotten a great reception also by the players and the staff there at Limerick of course you've probably been able to share a lot of your experience and, and knowledge over the years with them which no doubt they've been very grateful to as well yeah well as I said I've come in and probably quite obviously apart from myself and Barry Ryan uh, I think the next oldest player is 28, 29 so a very young squad um, but they're a very good squad. A lot of them got a big future in the game, you know, to keep learning. You know, guys like Jason Hughes and Stephen Fulton, you know, they're good young players and, you know, they can go on, go on a higher level again. So 
for me, it was just about coming in and trying to help them. with young strikers here as well. Just trying to help them whenever I can. And, you know, be be good about the dressing and good about the club and and uh, I say just be a good professional really and be a be a guy that the young players can look up to. And you know, hopefully they're doing that. And you know, if I can obviously help them in any way, they know they can come to me and ask me anything. So uh, as I say, that's it's good. I, I remember being a young player myself once, and you know, it's always nice to have good experienced Indeed, it's it's fantastic to have that in, in any dressing room. And, you know, now having played with Derry and, and Limerick as well, how do you see the League of Ireland comparing to the likes of, you know, in the SPL in Scotland and the MLS? Everybody says it, it's very hard for football fans to gauge how the league is doing because it, it does tend to be so competitive and exciting. But at the same time, then when we see, you know, we look at other leagues like the MLS and you see the big money moves that seems to be going over there and the league in Scotland, you could say maybe with the, you know, with what's happened to Rangers and that it's... It's maybe the standard has dropped, but do you think the league can stand up strong? Yeah, I mean, the MLS now is just exploding. Um, I was there in 2008, and it's just, even in that space of, what, five, six years, it's just got so much bigger. I mean, you look at the players now that's signing there, and David Veer and Lampard, I suppose they're going to New York as well, so yeah, that league itself is going to get bigger and bigger. The SPL, obviously, with the Rangers um, being demoted down, and Hearts and Hibs being the championship, I don't think that's going to be a very strong league. I think the Championship will probably be a more competitive and stronger league than the SPL, take out Celtic. So, um, and I look at, obviously, look at the League of Ireland as well. I was at Derry City in 2009. Um, there was a lot of money going about in the League of Ireland and I don't think there is as much now. And I think, you know, because of that, the standard isn't, isn't maybe just as high. But a lot of younger players now getting a chance in the League of Ireland because of the money situation. I think that's going to be the way forward um, for Irish football is to bring young players through no, if they're good enough, you're going to go to UCD, Bray, Limerick. You can go to these teams when you're 18, 19, you can go and play. I don't think that was the case in 2009. There's, I said, the are a lot of money, Shamrock Rovers. So I think now, um, the next few years, I think Irish football is just going to get better and better. And it's, as you said, it's very competitive with e four teams up there just now who can all win it. So it's always good and exciting for the fans as well. Indeed, Tam. Do you think a lot of lessons has been learned in the League of Ireland? I know you had a fantastic time at Derry, but at the same time there was a lot of, say, controversy when, you know, with wages and I know a lot of players, they didn't quite know what was going on and not being paid and that kind of thing. Have we moved on from, from those times? I'd, I'd like to think so. I'd hope so. I mean, so there's nothing worse as a... In any work of life, you go and do your job and you work and you don't, at the end of the month you don't get paid. I think that's uh, obviously it's, it's really terrible. Up at Derry City, I couldn't, I couldn't speak highly enough of the supporters there and the players, the staff. Everybody was fantastic at Derry City. Unfortunately, they, they went beyond their means. They couldn't pay the players and, and subsequently they went bust. So uh, there's lessons to be learned for that. I think now in Ireland, there's certain aspects of it. You know, there's, they've, got to, they've got to put their books in. Uh, the start of the season and the end of the season. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen again now because it's, you know, it's a professional league and you'd like to think everybody gets paid. Even if you're getting paid 100 euros a week, you want to get your 100 euros. You know, you'd rather get that than doing 1,000 and not get paid. So, at the end of the day, I think there's massive steps forward. I mean, at Limerick, you know, I've been paid, been paid every week yeah. since I've been here. So, um, that's always nice. And there was always a fear, myself and my wife coming back to Ireland, you know, the situation we had in Derry, it was always, you know, but the manager here, you know, and the staff and everything, and all assured that the clubs and very stable, stable footing and everybody will be paid, so, um, and hopefully that's the same throughout the league. Having said that, you still had a 
terrific time at Derry and you, you really loved playing for the club and indeed you, you got to enjoy a couple of European nights which must have been very special for you Fantastic obviously Derry City we, we had a cracking Euro- European run that season and we went to Scontorigo in Latvia and, and beat them over two legs and then we were pretty unfortunate to go out against CSK Sofia in the next round we just got beat 2-1 in aggregate so and that was really great nights at the Brandywell. The supporters, as I said, were absolutely fantastic there. It's a great place to go and play. I mean, I still keep in touch with a lot of the Derry City players and even some of the fans uh, through Twitter and, and even going up to the game a, a month ago. You know, there's a lot of familiar faces still there. And I'm just, it's great to see the club itself are back in a stable financial footing. There's guys there who, who have got money and, and the players are getting paid every week. And obviously they've cut their costs and whatever, but you know, it's a, it's a club who I always look out for and a club I've got a lot of time for, not just the players but the fans as well. Yeah, everybody, I think, has a soft spot for Derry and they like them playing football uh, the Derry City way, as Patrick McElhenney told us on last week's show. Just before I let you go, Tam, your hopes for the future. Uh, I think you're 33 now. Um, obviously, you want to continue playing as long as possible, but looking beyond that, would you be interested in going into coaching, maybe get into management, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always something I've looked at, you know, as you get older, you know, when you're younger, you don't really think about coaching, you just think you can play forever, uh, but that's obviously not the case, you know, I'm 33 now, I'd hope to play for a couple of seasons at least, so after that, you know, I'd love to get into coaching, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and do my badges this season, probably in Ireland, and uh, get that under my belt, and then see what happens from there, but, you know, I've obviously played under a lot of, a lot of really good managers, and um, picked up a lot of stuff over the years, so I'd like to pass that on to you know, to, to players when I'm when I'm older. Uh, I'd say Stuart's, Stuart's a young manager here, and he showed the way that you know he's come straight out from being assistant. You know, obviously, then he's straight to Hamilton and done very well there, and he's coming to Limerick, and you know, for me, he's doing a very very good job at Limerick. So, um, he's a guy who I'm also learning a lot of stuff off of. So, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. Uh, get in the future Fantastic but for the immediate present hopefully now you'll go forward this season score a couple of more goals and, and keep Limerick pushing up the league and indeed maybe a cup at the end of the day Tam McManus thanks a million for joining us on the League of Ireland Goal Show and I look forward to chatting to you sometime soon in the future Pleasure thanks very much Yeah, some great stuff there by Tam McManus. Now, just looking back at the results in the League of Ireland over the past week. Last Friday, Bowes lost out at home 2-0 to High Flyers Dundalk. Cork City defeated Athlone Town 1-0. Drogheda United lost heavily at home to Limerick 4-1 there. Tam McManus, of course, scoring in that match. St. Patrick's Athletic demolished Derry City 5-2. UCD drew nil all with Bray Wanderers. And on Sunday, Sligo Rovers lost the Battle of the Rovers to Shamrock Rovers 1-0. On Monday, Dundalk kept their winning streak going with a 5-2 win over UCD while Drogheda United's woes continue as they went to Richmond Park and lost out 6-0 very difficult times there in the first division last Friday Waterford United defeated Cove Ramblers 4-0 Shelburne lost out 4-2 at home to Galway FC Wexford Utes drew two apiece with Finn Harps with Longford Town defeating Shamrock Rovers B's 6-0 that's a double 6-0 in League of Ireland football on Monday Cove Ramblers drew nil all with Longford Town and Shamrock Rovers B's lost out again on Tuesday 1-0 to Waterford United and now joining me to talk all the gossip in the League of Ireland is Ronan Murphy of Goal Ireland Ronan thanks a million for joining us first things first I understand there was a bit of craziness in the Dundalk UCD game 
I was listening to this on the radio or listening to updates on the radio and I heard that UCD had taken the lead but then at the end of it I cut the end and Dundalk pretty much handed them their backsides on a plate. 5-2 win there but tell us what happened. Oh yeah, well the, the most notable obviously the referees always get a bit of slack now and then and and deservedly so this weekend unfortunately because uh, Andy Boyle picked up two second half bookings and stayed on the pitch but uh, it's a, it, it's one of these ones where mistakes happen and sometimes like referees are human too and they're capable of making mistakes but looking back at the replay you see you see Boyle after the second card and he puts the hands up to the, his face and he's thinking oh, I'm gone now but the red card doesn't come out so he keeps on playing and you can't you can't really blame the player for that either but uh, maybe he thought that he actually wasn't booked the first time maybe he thought that it was another player that was getting booked and he initially made a mistake the first time and that's probably why he uh, he played on yeah, well, that that is all always the possibility, all right. But uh, yeah, sure. If you don't, if the ref produces the, doesn't produce the red card, you can't blame the player for not going off. But uh, the FAI now have made made a decision on it that he'll be banned for the same Pats game in in on Friday week, which will be actually a big loss for for Dundalk missing him at the back. So uh, it'll it'll be. Uh, It'll be interesting to, to, to see how they got on versus the same paths without him. But it's the right decision considering that he should have been sent off. But I don't think looking at the match that the, the, him not get, getting sent off changed the game because they were 4-2 up at that stage. So even if he had got sent off, you think they would have just tried to shut, out, shut up shop and close out the match for the three points because we've seen Dundalk defending well enough so far this season. So they, they probably would have brought on just an extra defender to shore up things. Yeah. Dundalk really are the aces in the league so far. I please, I don't want to jinx them as we as I have done on this show over the past few weeks. The Battle of the Rovers was won by Shamrock Rovers, going away to Sligo and coming away with a one nil victory. We were talking about it a few weeks ago on the show how Sligo had got their mojo back, Ronan, but Shamrock Rovers went there a point to prove and picked up all three points. Yeah, it's a it's a big result on the road for Shamrock Rovers because it's always it's always a testing one going to Sligo and you you you've seen the kind of the the atmosphere from the fans and every time that that Shamrock Rovers play Sligo Rovers beat in Tala or in the or in the showgrounds it's always a, a heated battle between the fans and on the pitch so it it's kind of widened the distance between fourth and fifth and it's it's hard to see Sligo picking up that ground there. 10 points behind Shamrock Rovers and 17 points behind Dundalk at this early stage and you would find it hard for them to to turn things around and I think Ian Barraclough will be hoping that he can replicate his EA Sports Cup or Satanta Sports Cup success in the FAI Cup and get into Europe that way. You reckon they're completely out of the running? I know the Sligo f- uh, players, and certainly Ian Barraclough said it on the on the show. He said, you know, looking at it, people are going to be taking points off everybody, and there's always the chance to get in there. But what do you think, Ronan? Are they out of the running if you look at the top four and that little gap that seems to be emerging? I think they are. You'd have to imagine that they would need to strengthen well in the in the, the the summer transfer window, and it's it's hard to see them making that many changes to pick up that many points in the second half of the season. Because as, as we said, they're, they're they're ten points adrift of Shamrock Rovers and eleven adrift of a, a European place already. So it's 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 going to be tough for them to to turn that around. And even though Barclough is a an excellent manager and good at at instilling confidence in his players, it's a it's going to be a tough one for them. It will be a tough. One. 
one indeed. Just a quick point, I want to get your opinion. Obviously, we had Tam McManus on the show, and Limerick have had a little bit of a revival in recent times. They had a very big win over Drogheda, although you can say Drogheda's season just seems to be getting worse and worse, but they, they're on a run of good form and they're in sixth place in the league. Tam said if they were to get fifth or sixth and maybe get a good cup run or maybe pick up a cup, <laughs> they'd consider it a, a hugely successful season. It's going well down for Limerick. Yeah, it definitely is. It, they're, they're, they've turned things around well. And I think any of them teams that will be in the mid, mid-table or the bottom half of the table will be happy enough with a fifth or sixth place and uh, a good cup run. But uh, Limerick, they, they they started slowly, but uh, even even with their slow start and disappointing results at the start of the season, the players and the manager were all saying that they, how they were putting in good performances and they were happy enough with the performances. It was just that they weren't getting the points on the board. They weren't uh, doing the Trapatoni thing of the results. That's all that matters. Trap didn't care about the performance, but but yeah, Stuart Taylor's lads were putting in the performance, getting no points. But uh, they seemed to get be putting in the performances and getting the points, especially with the the, the big win over St. Pat's, the, the the unexpected win over St. Pat's, which I think is has given them the confidence that they can go on and they can go on and get results like they did against Strada at the weekend. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they, they continue to to uh, turn that, that confidence into good results because uh, they have a, a fairly strong panel and as long as their players can stay fit and well, that, that was a key point Ronan that's what Tam was saying once uh, they now seem to have a lot of their players that were injured earlier on in the season they're back now and when they have all their team fit they can certainly mount uh, a bit of a challenge yeah, they, uh, Tam is definitely right there because they were missing a lot of their attacking players even early on. Rory Gaffney it was a few games before he came back, and I don't think Shane Tracy was even even too fit in the first few games. So uh, they, now now that they've got the the, the, the core of their side there, and as long as they can keep out the referees' book, I think they can they can definitely finish fifth or sixth like like Tam is hoping to. Indeed, it's going to be very interesting to see. Just before I let you go, finally, Ronan, some exciting ties in the. FAI Cup, of course. What has really clinched it for you? Which one are you going to be excited about seeing? We see Dundalk taking on Sligo Rovers at Oriel Park. That'll be exciting. At Lone Town, at home to Longford Town. Longford Town, of course, a first division side, but they'll feel they can get something there. Oh, they definitely will. The, the, those two ties you picked out probably are the, the picks of the of the round of the second round because at Lone and Longford, it's a it's a more or less a derby game there in the in the North Midlands. So it'll be it'll be an interesting one with Longford. They they kind of have a point to prove that they can they can beat Athlone and maybe if they they did seal promotion this season through the playoff or whatever that they they might be able to to contend in the in the league a bit better than Athlone are doing this season and Dundalk and Sligo should be an interesting one because we'll get to see some of the fringe players maybe for both teams but I'm also looking forward to seeing Cork City in action against St Moctis because there'll be the, the thing people are saying that, that Cork they don't have the same squad depth that, that St Pats or Dundalk have so it'll be nice to see some of their their uh, fringe players, kind of Rob Lehan or John Kavanagh or Dave O'Leary, getting the run out, and uh, some of the maybe some of the under 19s that 
have been so successful in recent years in the under-19 league might even make the step up to the, the senior team for the cup run. And I think, I think it's a draw that, that favours that. So it'll, it'll give us a, be, a better idea of how Cork might might fare over the rest of the season because they have been performing above all expectations so far. So I, I'm interested enough to, to see that one. And the another one that, that should be interesting is the, the two St. Pats meeting each other. That's, <laughs> I was that's looking a, at a that bit one. of a novelty tie. Yeah, St. Pat's CY and St. Pat's Athletic, so it should, should be an interesting enough one that whether whether St. Pat's CY can can match the, the the Premier League champions is is a d- different question. But uh, you, you, the, the FAI Cup it always throws up a surprising result or two, and I, I, some of the the non-league teams will be hoping to at least give a good performance against the League of Ireland teams and and show that they can they can get, are worthy of taking on these teams because uh, just there in the last week or so the, the applications form has gone out for teams to apply for next season so it, who knows we might might see a couple of these teams apply for for position in the first division next season maybe in place of Shamrock B or something like that but uh, I I always enjoy the FAI Cup because it's it's the, the the joy of the cup and the giant killings and everything it's yeah. it's it's something the league doesn't give you it is it, there's a kind of a magic to it a little bit of magic and of course a few of the players can put themselves in the shop windows going up against the League of Ireland Premier Division and First Division clubs Ronan Murphy as always Goal Ireland thanks a million for joining us on the show thanks Dave cheers and just to bring you up to date with all the fixtures in the FAI Cup before we leave the show on Friday Shelburne take on Waterford United Belgrove Home Farm take on Finn Harps Wexford Utes take on Bray Wanderers Drogheda United take on Cockhill Celtic Cork Cities take on St. Moctus UCD host Galway FC St. Patrick's CYFC take on St. Patrick's Athletic Athlone Town host Longford Town Dundalk take on Sligo Rovers on Saturday Cove Ramblers take on Derry City Sheriff YC take on Shamrock Rovers Limerick FC host Bowes and on Sunday Ballynanty Rovers take on Phoenix FC and UCC take on St Michael's AFC and just a quick look at the Electricity League table and First Division table in the Premier Division Dundalk ruling roost at the top Cork City in second St Patrick's Athletic make up third and Shamrock Rovers in fourth a little bit of a 10 point gap then for Sligo Rovers in fifth Limerick in 6th with Bray Wanderers and Derry City in 7th and 8th Drogheda United make up ninth, and the bottom 3 consist of UCD Bohemians and Athlone Town on 4 points in the 1st Division Shelburne still leading the way Galway in 2nd place Longford Town in 3rd with Waterford United in 4th Wexford Utes and Finn Harps make up 5th and 6th with Shamrock Rovers Bees in 7th place and a big gap from 14 points right down to just 3 points Cove Ramblers at the bottom of the first division table on three points. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time here on the League of Ireland Goalmouth. I'm Dave O'Grady. My thanks to all our guests. We'll do it all again next week. Enjoy the FAI Cup. And if you're around, get down to one of the games. Take care.